folks. Uh, welcome to yet another quarantine episode of Beyond the Beaded Curtain. I'm your host, Randy Chardonnay. It's kind of wild how we're just kind of this chunk of time, like, I don't know, I'm guessing mm, eight years, uh, during which all entertainment uh, will either have stopped being made or will be reduced just to podcasts and Twitch screen, or will be reduced to just podcast and Twitch streams. I said Twitch screams on accident. That's for Halloween. Of people talking about being alone at home, not going out, uh, so they don't get the virus. Um, yeah, so that's what this is. Um, so. I've been recording these a little bit more frequently than usual. Um, not so much because I think you need it, uh, more because I am killing time because I'm stuck inside. It's a beautiful day out, which is really um, sort of making me mad. Uh, I'm not sure why it's doing that today. Doesn't the sun know about the virus? About social distancing. No. How do you guys feel about distancing as a verb? I don't care for it. I don't care for uh, nouns, distance, becoming verbs, distancing. It's not great. Uh, But anyway, we're going to talk, I'm going to talk this week about a movie from 1981 called Bad Girls. Uh, Here's a weird thing. Um, I am I'm, I'm concerned that sort of the um, the style of film uh, that most engages me are the movies made within about a year or so of my own birth. What does that mean? Should I dwell on that? Should I I think on that very much? No, I won't. Instead, I'm just going to read a short cutting from my book, like fine wine. The Randy Chardonnay Guide to Adult Cinema. Bad Girls, 1981. Bad girls, are they bad? Not particularly. Sometimes I wonder if there aren't studios coming up with titles for porn movies, which are then associated with films more or less at random. Bad Girls is the story of a group of friends who go camping and then get briefly kidnapped by a cult of men's rights activists. The friends hanging out part is good and fun. The cult part is not. The movie can't decide whether the cult should feel legitimately dangerous or whether it should be a bit of a joke and splitting the difference doesn't do the film any favors. Fun performances by stars Pia Snow, Jasmine Dubai, Victoria Knoll, and Lenora Bruce. High production values. Low effort story with some disturbing elements. Keywords. Camping. Cult. Bondage. Boy Scouts. Yeah, so this this movie has a has a vibe that I really um, will say I enjoy. Uh, the the first part of the movie is dominated by this camping trip that almost has it, it made me think uh, of Quentin Tarantino a bit, just because it's sort of like the sun, the sunny vintage setting in a sort of like very fun and carefree atmosphere with little dark hints um, uh, uh, scattered throughout. It also makes me think of, uh, well, this is sort of um, 
you, you wouldn't usually refer to uh, From Dusk Till Dawn as a Quentin Tarantino movie just because, I mean, he's, what is he? He's just in it, right? Did he do anything else? I don't know. Uh, he, it's obvious that, that Quentin had something to do with sort of um, what happens in the movie because he gets to do some foot stuff, which um, I, I would guess he asked for, or maybe just, you know, everyone just knew that that's what he would like. And so they're like, Oh, let's do Quentin a favor. Like he's, you know, he's, it's, 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 you know, we like him. Let's um, let him do foot stuff. I mean, why not? No big deal. Um, but anyway, you know, you remember how that movie that where they get to the, when the vamp, vampires are introduced, like surprisingly late in the film, like it's a vampire movie, but it's like, it really takes its time actually introducing vampires. Uh, this movie does a similar thing. It's you're nearly all, you're nearly halfway into the movie when um our our main stars when the ladies are are building a campfire and they fi- and one of them finds a sign uh for Habrina's dungeon. And then we get this this kind of hilarious info dump and again this is like at the 40 minute mark of a of an 80 minute movie where they're like oh yeah i thought that place was fake uh anyway it's a sex dungeon um where uh people get tortured and stuff but anyway hmm, i guess it's around here i thought it was a legend hey look what i found what Sabrina's dungeon what i was reading about it the other day it used to be a brothel or some kind of institute for sadomasochism. Let me see it. If I remember correctly, this place is meant to be hidden in a forest. This forest? It would appear so, wouldn't it? Good, maybe we could find the ruins. That would make a fantastic layout. Yeah, we could take pictures of the torture chambers. Torture chambers? Yeah. You know what it said in the papers? It said that some women were taken there by force worked as slaves and they were beaten and abused by any man there. Yeah, I've heard of those kind of places. It was meant to be a haunt for the brass. The who? You know, the big bananas, judges, politicians. Some people believe that it still exists. Well, hell, I am not going there. Come on, where's your spirit of adventure? Right here. Oh, come on. It also makes me think of that terrible part in like a like a low rent fantasy movie where uh early on or like maybe even in voiceover there'll, there'll be like this very passive voice stuff where it's like it is foretold that there would be a sex dungeon and that in that sex dungeon ron jeremy would wear a boy scout costume yeah because uh, who foretold it what what authority did they have? That's what I always want to know when I hear that in a fantasy movie. It's like what who in this um because you know you can if you just make a lot of predictions, then you can also go back and be like, wow, I called it, you know. So I I don't you don't it's it's like how like like uh like sports broadcasters always keep things vague and they're like this is just like I said would happen. The team that scored the most points won the game. Uh, but anyway, it really surprised me hitting that part because there's been so little plot up and up through the first 40 minutes or so of the movie. Basically, in the beginning, we've got this um, this camping trip, um, and all of the all the characters are sort of well, there's 
I guess they don't seem to really be playing porn stars. Um, they're sort of like porn adjacent. So Victoria Knoll is modeling in the first, she's doing like nude modeling in the first scene. And she has this line about like, Oh, it, or maybe, maybe her photographer, like, uh, it's like, Oh, good, good to see you, uh, in, in front of the camera for once. Or like, um, the, but he has sort of, um, let me see if I can get into his, his voice for a second. Cause he kind of bullies her into doing more uh, modeling than she seems to want to. Um, and it's pretty gross. It's like sets a kind of bad tone for this movie having this real, like, you know, um, uh, a, a situation of real, uh, sort of dubious consent to, to start the film, but he's got, let me see. I'm going to try to get into his voice. Oh, it's really Austin Powers. So it's sort of like, in sort of like, do I make you horny? It's more like, do you like it when I, when I, when I, when I, when I, when I stick in my cock? And, um, it's not, it's not good. It's, here's the problem I'm having. So I'm sort of doing, doing a voice, uh, my, my normal voice. Like if I were to drop the sort of like my Randy Chardonnay voice, my normal voice is much more like this. I am Randy. This is more my normal voice. And I sort of have to really concentrate to keep it this sort of like, uh, this lower sort of, um, you know, my, my, my extremely sexy voice. I do. It's hard to go from my fake, one of my fake voices over to another fake voice. But anyway, he's, 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 and I think he's probably not really British. I think it's just just fake. Um, but anyway, we got we got that scene, and that kind of establishes that our characters sort of um, um, work. They're they're models. They're I'm not. They're not really. It's not really well established. But they're friends, and they're going on a camping trip. And the movie is always throwing out these sort of these sort of curveballs. Like they go in, and like they're driving along, and it's like, oh no, we're lost. And what's worse, we're just about out of gas. And it's just just nothing comes of that. Like they're, they don't run out of gas. Uh, they're also like, they're in the middle of the woods. So it's like, there's one road. You can't really, you can't really get lost in that kind of scenario when you're, when there's one road and you're in the woods, it's like you turned onto that road at some point. Either you're supposed to do that or you weren't. So either turn around and go back and retrace your steps a little bit. It's not like a city where you can really like, I don't know where we are. Like you can much more easily get lost in a city uh, than you can on like a country road, but whatever. Anyway, um, they pick up a boy scout and the boy scout says he's 16 and he, this is going to blow your minds folks. A character who says he's playing a teen actually looks like he's a teen it's weird so the uh, the four ladies get like well most of them get real predatory like immediately and uh it's 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 creepy like they they sort of um they sort of throw him out of their camper before like anything well before like when they're sort of only like in sort of modest sex crimes like sort of um sort of low level sex crimes uh uh perpetrated against this 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 teen um but it's sort of like it's 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 a, it's a little creepy because it's like no that's um that that 
actor does look like he's a high school student. There's no question about it. Um, but that aside, um, well, that does kind of start the plot a little bit because it turns out that this, um, this Boy Scout character um, immediately runs and tells his other older brother, Ron Jeremy, also a Boy Scout, just based on the outfit, um, about the sexy ladies in their, in their camper. And he's like spying on them. That's not cool. Don't spy, especially when you're a Boy Scout. And if you are an adult man... Don't wear a Boy Scout costume. It's not. It's not cool. Um, and so they're 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 just sort of like doing some like lounging in in the woods, and that's sexy and fun. Um, they do spy on on John Leslie. Um, John Leslie uh, is normally a. F- I think of him as a fairly charismatic performer but he's just sort of like a gross animal woodman in in this movie Uh, i do want to call out one thing that bothers me so much about john leslie's performance in this film okay so um every time we see him or most of the times when we see him he is attempting to use a um, a splitting maul to chop up a small trees um i i don't i don't know how many of you folks um have ever split wood um or are involved in the lumber trade um i would expect most of you to one extent or another but you will know very much that so if you imagine a tree um you uh, you know the way a tree grows out of the ground you use a saw to make horizontal cuts and you use a, a, an axe or a maul, um, to, uh, to split those, uh, those round, those, those sort of, um, conical sections into nice, uh, chunks for your, to make firewood. You don't try to cut the trunk of the tree into sections with a, with a maul, because it doesn't fucking work. You can't, it just, you're just, you're just smushing a tree. It just doesn't, it just doesn't cut in that direction. The, um, an ax, um, or at least like for, for really like, you, you might, you might use the ax to sort of start to cut a notch in a tree trunk and then use a saw from then on out. If that's possible. But you're not going to try to chop down a whole tree um just just with with the axe um because that's that's madness and john leslie is just like swinging and swinging and swinging this fucking axe and getting nowhere because it is the wrong tool for the job and it's like come on movie you've got lumberjacks watching this this movie's got camping it's got ladies frolicking in the woods this is like a movie for lumberjacks and yet no lumberjacks were consulted and i just think that's a real real bad oversight so get it together bad girls um but yeah after sort of um hang this first section hanging around in the woods um yeah john leslie is this a side character who i don't i'm not sure if he even says words he's just sort of like a gross woodman. he doesn't he doesn't play in the second part of the movie at all should just be out of it um uh, ron jeremy the boy scout guy turns out he's like i guess he's like the lowest shittiest member of this like men's rights 
cult. So um, I mentioned that part like halfway in where they're like, oh, Habrina's dungeon. I wonder if that's that famous sex dungeon that we all know about from the rumors and stories and just this really clunky, clunky info dump. So he's not a regular Boy Scout. He's sort of the junior's member of the cult. But this also, this makes uh, me wonder something. And I don't know the answer um, because it's not provided by the film. All of the other people in the cult sort of boss Ron Jeremy around and sort of treat him like he's a doofus. And he is a doofus. Um, But he's got the same Boy Scout outfit as his little brother. So does that mean that his little brother is like the junior, junior cadet? I don't know. I just don't know. Anyway, um, they get captured by the uh, by the sex cult, and um, it's. I kind of feel like the movie can't decide what it what it wants to do. So this could, this could be like kind of a cool movie if the th- if the way it plays out is about the the ladies sort of escaping the cult and sort of taking it down. Um, that, you know, that would be potentially interesting to me if sort of the, sort of the, you know, the violence, um, and the, and the misogyny of the cult itself sort of gets, gets defeated by the, the photographer ladies. I'd, I'd be into that. That'd be cool. Instead, it kind of like, well, it's almost like it kind of runs out of time because the cult shows up like so far into the movie that there's not a lot of just time left to figure these things out. And so instead, um, uh, Ron Jeremy and one of the other cult guys are real sort of like, real sort of like deep in the woods looking, like real beardy sort of like, real sort of like soldier of the alt-right looking guy. Um, They decide to leave the cult and they help the ladies flee and sort of the movie ends with uh, our four main characters and these two guys all sort of paddling away uh, on the water. Because um, it's a lakeside camping situation. Oh, you do that good. Brief pause for siren. I live right next to a hospital. Well, sorry, let me, let me say that in a different way. That makes me seem cooler. My studio is very close to a, a hospital, and so I often get these sirens. So apologies for that. I, I hope, and I know everyone listens to this in their car. Um, all the time when you're doing road trips or driving around or like um, you know fleeing so I hope that I don't uh, too regularly spook anyone by making them think that there's a siren happening in real life because I do hate that if like there's a radio ad with a siren I just want to fight anybody who who does that because it always freaks me out yeah so we, we don't really get the sort of the nice resolution of seeing the um, seeing the call get taken down. Instead, we just have this sort of escape operation where um, these two guys who are in the call they don't have enough of an arc for us to feel like they've been redeemed. Um, uh, it just seems it gets more it gives you more the idea that like Ron Jeremy is just like well I'm sick of being the like worst guy in this cult so I'll, I'll get out of here and no no um, uh, 
no suggestion that he's changed his ideas or that he's like a good guy now or anything. He's just like, nah, I'm done being in a cult. I'll just be like a freelance piece of shit. Uh, so that's that is dis- that is disappointing. I sort of feel like this. There's, there's more potential here with these like settings and the production value and the very good theme song and the um, very attractive lead performers uh, than really gets used by the movie itself. I really like the sort of like, you know, I like the ladies hanging out and like just being sexy in the woods. That's cool. I would, I mean, yeah, I would easily have preferred a movie of just like, well, here we are being scantily clad in the woods in the early 80s we all have great hair and we're attractive and now we're like paddling a little rowboat and stuff great watch that sure sign me up and then the uh the sex cult part like i was like i don't know i don't know not well done so i'm gonna go ahead and um, i'm ultimately gonna give this just a just a really ordinary three ferns uh toward the beginning of the film i thought like Oh, four ferns. This is, yeah, I'm into it. Um, but no, down to down to down to three, and um, uh, down, three ferns. Uh, pr- pretty ordinary. Uh, a mix of some um, entertaining performances and some sort of like sleazy ones, and so they all kind of kind of cancel it out to leave this one really neutral, really kind of right down the middle. Oh, are there any loose ends? Anything else that I wanted to talk about? I guess it's worth mentioning that I don't like any of the parts in this movie where anyone is having sex. Um, and that, that That's a constant struggle for me, is that I'm... So I'm watching these adult films, which are meant to highlight people having sex uh and then when i watch them i'm always just like all right i get it you're having sex like like moving on like it's not you know i don't know they just never shot very well um john leslie has too veiny of a dick sorry i'm sorry to body shame john leslie i think you're a talented guy pretty good actor most of the time but like yeah, it's like you look like um, John Leslie, R.I.P., I think. You looked like you were some sort of like dick bodybuilder. You know how like bodybuilder guys where it's like, where do, why do you have veins there? Like, I don't have veins there. I, wh- wh- how that what's going what's what's going on there? It's it's sort of like he's done too many exercise to me, dick exercises. And it's. Yeah, it's 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 not appealing to me personally for what I want to see in a dick. Um, but anyway, yeah, the, I don't really care for any of the parts when anyone is having having sex. Um, even the sort of like when the uh, when our when our when our campers there's a there's a sequence that's like it's the worst sort of like porn dialogue where the ladies are like, "Oh, I it's it's so wooden just." Uh, have you ever wondered what it would be like to be with another girl? I only thought about it once. Um, 
but it got me very turned on. This is like robots, like this, like literal, like like um, sex robot model T eight hundred. Um, it's very wooden, and it's it's just like even they don't, and it's just like they're sort of like uh, the the scenes are like so so quick that like I think like. Here's 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 what I would rather see in the in a in a porn scene. I would like to see the beginning of it, and then as soon as everyone is naked, and I've got to see everyone naked because I like that part. Then I would like it to stop and just be like, I get it, right? So like in a normal movie, um, let's say that a standard uh, sex let's say that a standard sort of sex act will go goes um, from zero to one hundred. Uh, all right, just to make up a scale. If you're watching like an R-rated movie, like a regular Hollywood movie, they go from usually in an R-rated movie, the sex act, they'll watch it go from from zero to 20, right? And then from 20 to 100, that's implied. In a, I would, in, in, rather than go from zero, so in what happens in these movies what happens in porn movies is that they go from zero to 100, but they, it goes so fast that you're like, well, that's not fun. That's unpleasant for everyone. That's, that's not how it should, it's not good. Uh, what I would rather see is the movie go from about zero to 30 in sort of normal time. And then it's like, I get the idea. I've seen, I've seen their attractive bodies. Let's check in when this is over. That's that's really that's not, if I were directing porn, um, and someday I hope to, uh, it'll just sort of just start getting like wow they're really they're they're really gonna do it and then I'll be like cut, okay thanks folks uh, we got it in one take, you can put your clothes back on it's fine that's all I need. So, all all the parts where people are having sex in this movie are a bit of a drag. Um, but all the parts where the ladies are just like hanging out in the woods, that's great. More or less, I'm into it. Um, so anyway, three ferns out of a possible five in our standard scale, which means, yeah, it's not so bad, but it's kind of bad. And I had thought about knocking it down to a two just because of all the sex cult stuff. Um, but I would say it's as gross as the sex cult guys are, and they are gross and they say gross things and they have gross ideas and they're unpleasant. It's, uh, it doesn't, it really doesn't actually go as far as I sort of expected it to down that road. They're, they're bad people, but they're not that much worse than the camera guy in the beginning. Who's really like a, like bullying our model friend into, uh, doing more, on camera than, than she really wanted to. So, you know, thanks for checking out this episode, folks. Um, let's see if I did a little bit better job recording the audio this time. I would say that as this goes, I'm getting better at editing these, getting speedy at that, less obvious in my cuts, I hope. Um, but so far I have not been getting better at recording the audio and I do apologize for that. Uh, but also, you know what? It's the quarantine days and we're all just like doing the best we can. So you keep doing the best you can. I'll keep doing the best we can. 
And in a year or two, um, we will eventually be allowed to go outside again, but with uh, space helmets. So that'll be kind of cool. And you'll be able to tell your kids like, oh, yeah, um, when you're watching like an old porno movie with them or something like Bad Girls from 1981. And they'll be like, Grandpa or Grandma, Grandparent. Or like maybe Mima. Do you, do you ever you know that thing where like people have weird names for their grandparents? I don't. I don't. I love it, but it's not something that I would ever participate in. Mima, why aren't they wearing their helmets? And then they'll explain um, about how it used to be that you were allowed to go outside without a helmet, and that'll be really sort of a nice bonding moment for you. Uh, so we have that to look forward to which is nice. Thanks, folks. <laughs>